Hey, welcome to the Junto Show. I'm Lance, and I'm woke with jokes. Hey, I'm Johnny. I am a artist, adventurer, and student of leadership. And you can reach me at Finn Comics, F-I-N-N Comics with an S. And I'm on Twitter and Insta. Oh, so you're on a first name basis with Instagram? Hey, why not? <laughs> and I'm Bo. I like Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> That's probably the worst. Catch. <laughs> no, it's good. That, yeah. I feel it, it, it'll, that'll be your uh, your Acarumba. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll really stick. <laughs> That's how I introduce myself at parties. <laughs> I like Benjamin Franklin. Uh, yeah. How you doing? I'm Bo, and I like Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> it's like that uh, that turtle kid or whatever. It's like yeah, a, I, I like, like turtles. I like turtles. Yeah, I, was, I felt I felt kind of like Brick from Anchorman there. For a <laughs> you love lamp. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, <clears throat> the Junto. Is a club founded? Wait, is a club Benjamin Franklin founded way back when America was great? The purpose of the Junto was to debate questions of morals, politics, and natural philosophy. Our show's not quite that stuffy, but here and there we stumble upon something profound between the geeky jokes. All right, so uh, we're going to get things started here with our first segment: uh, rapid fire news on pew, pew. September twenty eighth. Ah, I always forget the date. <laughs> September twenty eighth. September twenty eighth, two thousand and seventeen, and now. It's time for Rapid Fire News. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. I saw that the Navy is going to use Xbox controllers to control submarines. <laughs> and I was like, all right. So Finally. I, I know, right? But what have you been waiting on? I, I, I've heard of military <laughs> ordering uh, game consoles for their uh, processing power quite a bit, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, during like the military simulations, mm-hmm. they buy like tons of PS4s. Yeah, there's some some yeah. weird computer thing that was going on that had like uh, uh, several thousand PS4s getting yeah. together. Like the, the the processor in it was real good or something, and they were yeah. doing some complex space mm-hmm. calculation. Or it's just a massive World of Warcraft game. <laughs> yeah, right. There's like some intern just like if I just order ten thousand more Playstations, <laughs> maybe maybe Becky will like me. All right, so uh, the Thanks. Xbox controllers are going to be used to control the periscope specifically. Hmm. It says until recently these cont- uh these contemporary photonics masks. That's a weird way of saying periscope. Photonics masks. Photonic masks. Right. They were right. controlled by joysticks that cost about $38,000 and required hours of training. But the Navy realized that the Xbox controller is slightly cheaper, coming in at $40. <laughs> <laughs> and the vast majority of their recruits already had lots of experience using yeah. it. <laughs> Although I would hate it if you're like, you're like, oh, look at that Russian sub. Oh, we can't see it. Get the periscope up. <laughs> and it's like, oh, this $40 controller doesn't work. Oh, oh get forget, the batteries. So I've got to recharge it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was playing all night on World of Warcraft on it. Well, yeah. I mean, you could probably get a few extra spares for the $37,970 <laughs> you're saving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, uh, next item. Uh, there was some real War War of the Worlds stuff that happened in real life. Okay. Some viewers, while they were watching TV in California had their broadcast broken in with uh one 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 broadcast had aliens I mean warnings of aliens coming and another had warnings of extreme violence. So just imagine you're watching your TV oh. and then that that uh thing breaks in and then uh-huh. it's like oh man look out the aliens are coming. So so what really happened? Some hacker got to it or something or they don't know for sure but like really? they said they were able to identify the two different um Patched in signals as uh, other pieces of media that that existed, or whatever, like a movie mm-hmm. and a radio show. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm like, you know, just like in the real world, the world of the world's radio show, there's X amount of dummies who hear it and think the aliens are real. <laughs> yeah, that's a. Have you heard of the one that happened in the 80s? Did you hear about that? It's um the world, the world, the world's or some other no, hacker thing. It's uh the breaking into the TV. Uh, let's yeah. see if I can find. It. It's like uh, Harvey. Um, 
80s. Let's see if I can find this. The uh, Max Headroom. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Th- this article mm. mentioned this, uh, that there was a uh, – so Max Headroom, if you remember, is that like that – that robot head, yeah, that used to be in uh, I don't know, like Back to the Future, or whatever. It's like buy a Domino's pizza. Yeah, that guy was mainly used for advertisement, right? Yeah, but I guess the the hackers in the eighties like broke into the signal and then played his voice, and then it says here a video of a man getting his bottom spanked with a flash water. So, so message the eighties were a better life. So you go to all that effort, and that's what you show. Yeah, that's right, buddy. That's how you really let the the people who know. Know the message you're trying to share. <laughs> stay, stay woke, brother. You know, it, it would be it would be funny if you hacked into it and you showed like a fake presidential address from a movie, mm-hmm. and if somebody actually believed it. Well, uh, so I don't like, know. Oh, Morgan Freeman's our president. Okay. Well, did we talk about this on on, on this show? Like they've uh, they've got that facial modeling technology yeah. down to a T. Yeah. And then also everybody and their mom's got a good Trump impression going, so you could make a pretty believable um, like video of the president saying whatever the hell. And it would probably only be marginally crazier yeah, yeah. <laughs> than was, what he actually says. <laughs> yeah. So Adobe also came out with, um, they have Photoshop for sound essentially now. Boy. And I don't know if you've seen that. They had, the, it was like Key and Pew, or I think it was Key got up there mm-hmm. and, uh, they made him like, he, they were like, okay, speak into this microphone. And he said something like, the car goes fast. And then they made him say like words that he didn't say and it sounded just like him. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Like hmm. just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something because i i really don't i mean that'll be cool for movies and stuff like that and i don't know like the michael jackson hologram but i'm really worried about somebody hacking into a tv stream like the tv stream being shown in let's sure. say north korea yeah and then putting this uh this superimposed president's face with this photoshop for audio saying f you <laughs> korea we yeah. just launched missiles and then he's like all right well here we go yeah so there's fake news there <sighs> It's fake till it fake till it happens. All right. So uh, and then now today in surveillance apocalypse news, Facebook is working on a way to read your mind. Finally, <laughs> I know, right? This is what we've all been waiting for. <laughs> it says, uh, back in April at Facebook's annual developer conference, the company announced an ambitious and very creepy plan to read its users' minds. Facebook's secretive hardware R and D division, Building Eight, planned to develop its own brain-to-computer interface. Hardware that would hardware that would allow a user to send words straight from her oh from her brain to a computer by merely thinking. Ah, so it's only for women. Okay. Mm. You know I've noticed uh, <laughs> of late that like articles where you used to just use he instead of like him or her mm-hmm. or like because there's yeah. no third person uh, yep. sexually ambiguous term. Yep. It used to just be he. Articles using her now. Uh, I guess on some feminism stuff. I support that. Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think that's terrible. <laughs> I really don't want people reading every read my mind. Also, like, if my friends on Facebook really want to know what I think, just go to my Twitter. That's where I let it fly. So, <laughs> yeah, but d- d- doesn't it happen already? Kind of like you go surfing around the web, and all of a sudden those ads are really pertinent to you. Yep. I mean, every th- every yeah. time I go anywhere, they're trying to sell me some stretch. Yeah. It's really uh, creepy. Stretch khakis. <laughs> really, that's what comes up for you. Huh? What comes up for you, Bo? Uh, probably baby stuff, maybe. <laughs> uh, no, not no baby stuff. I'm trying to remember. Um. Westworld ads? <laughs> yeah, I think it's like Westworld. <laughs> I don't know. It's like coffee makers or something. That's fun. All right. Uh, let me see if there's anything else on that one. Uh, his team, he told the audience, plans to use non-invasive sensors to detect brain signals associated with the person thinking a word. Then use an algorithm to figure out what the intended word was. Also, I saw somewhere that like yeah. uh, they said that the the first like you know billion computer users all learned to type right. They said the next billion will not use keyboards. It'll be all like... I don't know, this brain stuff and talking mm. into your mm-hmm. your computer to, like, send your texts or whatever. Isn't that what David Blaine does with his magic tricks? 
I can read your mind? Yeah. Oh, I thought you've been talking to his computer. No, oh, no. Okay. Like his his act where he's like, think of a word. Mm-hmm. Or actually, he'll tell you to go in this bookcase, mm-hmm. pick out any book, flip to any page, find one word on it, not a very common word, just find any word you want on it, mm-hmm. and put it away, and then he'll, he'll, he'll actually name that word. Yeah, I've seen him do that, yeah. but I think that's just more of his deal that he's made with Satan, and I don't know that we can really mass market, <laughs> you know, apply that technology to computers. Right. <laughs> you know, Satan might like that. Yeah, man, David Blaine's a wild guy. All right, so uh, let me see what we got here. Oh, next uh, next item, rapid fire. Twitter is prototyping a new 280 character limit. They've gone too Whoa. far. Yeah, Whoa. I'm really, really against this. Why? Well, this once, is fantastic, actually. No, the whole point of Twitter is that, you know, it's short, sweet, and to the point. I don't, like, I, if people are on there writing these long posts or whatever, yeah. it gets to be too annoying. Like, it really slows my scrolling. I'm super against this. No, I think this is a great way to go because... Humanity with all the technology is getting too short of attention span. We need to learn how to focus more Mm-mm. and dive into things just a little bit deeper. And even then, that, that's not that much more. Yeah, it is. Mm. Yeah. Look, I'm on Twitter all the time. I don't, I don't want it. Also, like, I feel like it's the, the wrong way to go too. Like, the number one social media right now is Insta and it's, like, uh, it's all pictures. So I think, like, the site is getting away from reading. So to your point that, like, that's a bad thing. People are getting dumber. I do kind of see that. Yeah. But at the same time, Twitter is good because it, you can read a lot of it. I can hear from that cuts the amount of people I can hear from in half in my like I don't know five minutes of a uh, bathroom tweeting. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, let me see. Rapid fire, rapid fire. Uh, Bill Gates admits he doesn't use a Windows phone. He uses an Android. Uh, so he's not working directly for Microsoft anymore. He's just like doing his philanthropy thing. But uh, even he recognizes those Windows phones suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next item: R.I.P. Hugh Hefner. Uh, he, he <laughs> I like how you spell. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, on my notes here, I got high Hefner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he passed away. I think he was ninety-one. I don't know exactly how he died, but uh, in his honor, I'm wearing a red velvet robe and smoking a pipe through the entire episode. Yeah, you need to close that robe up, man. <laughs> hey, man, this is this is for you. If you don't re- respect my uh, my homage to the to the Hef, I don't know what to tell you. I feel kind of bad. I thought he passed away a while ago. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't yeah. know why, but. Uh, he lived a good life. Uh, yeah, I, yeah I, I was reading an article about him on the way over here, and he was like, uh, "I don't feel sorry for him at all." Just he doesn't feel sorry for himself. He was like, <laughs> "This was an article in 2013." He was like, "Yep, I've done it all. I lived the exact life I wanted to. I am good to go. I've locked it <laughs> in." Then he uh, then like as the article was closing out, he was getting fed um, caviar by one of his 25 uh, year old <laughs> busty blonde wives. <laughs> And he was like, I was like, oh, man, all right then. And he was like surrounded by his friends watching movies, getting fed caviar by his 25-year-old yeah. wife. You know, it, it would be something if it was like, it's a secret shame that he actually just wants to go and watch Matlock. <laughs> <laughs> he does and watch. be a regular old person. Well, that's, I mean, that's more or less what he does now. It was like mm-hmm. him, he invites some of his old friends over, like old people. And then every so often, like a Mike Tyson or like, I don't know, like a uh, uh-huh. Conor McGregor or somebody comes over and they watch like old black and white movies <laughs> in the mansion. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, that's a pretty good life for old man. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Let me see what else we got here. Uh, yep. Yeah, okay. Nope. That is the rapid fire news for today, folks. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> for all of us here at News Center 4, I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. And we'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Hunter Show. I'm Bo. I'm Lance. I'm Johnny. All right, so uh, now that rapid fire news is over, I've got some some news items I kind of wanted to go a little bit more in depth with here. So um, we all are, are aware that Puerto Rico got hit and uh, devastated by Hurricane Maria. 
Yes. And a, and a thought came to me, right? Some of the, so we know that the power's out there, that power's going to probably out for, be out for about six months. Yeah. Most of the island is still without powder, power. And I think only not even half of the island has water. Yeah. Yeah. The drinking water is real bad there yeah. too. And I was like, man, all of that's terrible. So like the, the, the immediate, and also like the, the response isn't as good as it could have been from what I'm hearing too. But uh, I was thinking, I was like, man, so like you're out of work right now, right? So you're not earning money and I haven't heard anybody talk about like your mortgage or like your car payment mm-hmm. or like, I don't know, the various things like that that are just accruing while you have no means of. I think there's a lot of forgiveness going on for that. Is it? Yeah. I, I, I even got some letters from my mortgage company due to Hurricane Irma that passed through Florida. Oh, really? Saying that, hey, um, I didn't read it too thoroughly because I wasn't in the need for it. But it, there, there are words in, there in effect that there will be no late penalties. Uh, there will be some forgiveness and, and all this stuff. So there is some uh, help from the mortgage companies, at least some of them. Man, they need to publicize that because if they're doing that on any on any large scale, that's some some pretty good um, PR PR that they're missing out on, which yeah. leads me yeah. to think that it's not widespread. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, well, if it if it wasn't widespread, like if you know one bank decides to, that they're going to repossess someone's house who's mm-hmm. you know their business got mm-hmm. flattened or something like that. Yeah. I mean, that would rough. be such bad press for them. I, they've probably done stuff like that in the past, and mm-hmm. then they're like. Oh, we're not doing that again. Yeah, exactly. Man, you guys are really optimistic. <laughs> you, uh, you, you stick with that. You know, that, that outlook on life is going to take you far. Well, it'll, <laughs> it'll probably happen again, but it'll probably, it's, you know, be less and less of a chance every time. Yeah, man. So, yeah, that's, uh, well, hopefully that's, that's the case, right? Cause I was, I was just thinking, I was, you know, trying to think through the, the, the second and third order effects yeah. of, of the devastation that's going on there. Like the medical bills that right. people are, mm-hmm. are accounting for. Like, are they keeping track of that? And things like that. So, do you think the recovery effort is slower because it's a United States territory as opposed to a a, a full fledged state like Hawaii? Yes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's unfortunate. And and it's because of our president. <laughs> you think you think yeah. it's directly because of the president? I well, I don't know if it's directly because, but uh, you know, I think that he is not. Um. The most effective person in in, in yeah, that yeah, position for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, so I think it's I, like just a a management failure, not necessarily a ideological. Yeah. No, I I think there's a ideological component of this as far as a self identity, because like even when I listen to the nightly news, they're talking about, it, and I'm glad it's the first thing they talk about because that is the most important thing. Perhaps still. Yeah, still. Hmm, that's good. Yeah. So, so there's still time, and, and they're spending a good significant time out of the seventeen or eighteen minutes worth of news time they have. They spend a good like five to ten minutes on just Puerto Rico, hmm. covering it from different angles, yep. which is kind of cool. I mean, it was just good. It's a coverage of needs. Uh, but I pick on, on, on stuff like, so we're here with the Puerto Ricans, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, they're also Americans. Why don't why don't we lead off with the Americans are mm-hmm. struggling over here? And, and then the I think the perception of this whole tragedy would shift dramatically for the majority of the other Americans are in the United States, the continent of the United States, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. In from, from what I was hearing was the first week of the disaster, it was like, we got to go help the Puerto Ricans. Right. You know, we got to go help them. And, you know, you'd hear people kind of slip up and they say, we're going to go to the country of Puerto Rico. Right. We're going to, you know, Ooh, do yeah. and, and they'd say this stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, that is so bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then the next week, you know, you would hear when they talk about it and they'd be like, the Americans at Puerto Rico, you know, and yeah. they'd, they'd emphasize that. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, that's still, what I'm noticing you, a lot, too. Like the, I still hear people say... uh country the country mm-hmm. of puerto rico and i'm like but it, oh it, i think it's also also both sides though and i think you, like forget the tragedy for a second if you went down there and you ask hey 
where are you from? They're probably saying, oh, I'm from Puerto Rico, as, oh, yeah, as yeah. opposed to those citizens. Are they citizens? Yeah, yeah, they're citizens. citizens right? yeah, yeah. So instead of them saying, oh, I'm American. The they, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's a little bit of both. You know, it's like, it's not like when I go overseas, hey, where are you from? I'm like, oh, I'm from Florida. I don't say that. I say I'm from the United States. You know, I say Florida. C- country first, state second. Yeah, I, I think that's just like a um, like a how I identify first is like a black black American. Mm-hmm. I I personally put the black first. I think that's just what a Puerto Rican is doing. Like a, you know, they're just. Uh, I, I guess it depends on who you talk to, right? If you talk to another American, they ask where you're from. Like, oh, okay, well, I'm from Florida, I guess, because mm-hmm. we're both from America. Obviously, we're mm-hmm. standing in American soil right now. But if I'm from if I'm traveling overseas, like we are soon, and somebody ask a Puerto Rican. Hey, where are you from? Would they say, "Oh, I'm from America," or would they say, "I'm from Puerto Rico"? You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'd have to defer to uh, Puerto Rican. Yeah, I get my feeling, and I probably mm-hmm. shouldn't feel. I shouldn't, shouldn't speculate. Would be that they would uh, say, you "Puerto Rico." Let your that's let your feelings guess. fly. Let your feelings fly. <laughs> I mean, that, that is what we're here for. Yeah, and, and and by the way, I think that concept of um, was a big shift when the United States formed a long time ago. Mm-hmm. That the shift between. Uh, state identity versus the the country identity, and maybe that went back to, yep, civil war. Ah, uh, no, nope. no, no. Nope. This, this is back when we declared independence, almost. I think where Ben Franklin, I think, was a big uh, contributor to this whole uh, this ideology of it's country first, state second. Oh, okay. I think. I, th- I think I that's how he, he was a that. diplomat to the United States mm. or for the United States mm-hmm. in, in France. In France, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we oui, we. Oui. Yeah. yeah, there was also um. Like the, there, so back when we annexed Puerto Rico from, I guess I think it was Spain, Probably. way back in the day, there was a, like a it got went to the Supreme Court about whether or not we had the power to like um, annex um, territories or whatever. Well, I mean, of course we do, right? Well, the Supreme Court upheld it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, like, I forgot what it was, but this uh, this guy on a podcast was talking about it in like um, the 1900s or like the old school language that the Supreme Court used. When they were talking about the people of Puerto Rico, about how they were like they are second class citizens and, mm-hmm. you know, the American uh, government will have to go. Like the reason that they don't have a vote in Congress and the reason that they, you know, are these, uh, I guess, politically mm, like neutered people over there. You know, they were like the, the, the Supreme Court case where we annexed them. It was like uh, they don't have the the wherewithal or like the, the ability to govern themselves. So they need the, the mainland United States to, to keep them from collapsing under their own. Um, mm. I don't know, like inability to govern themselves mm-hmm. and that's like what stands and when was this uh, i don't know like 1900 or something like that whenever hmm. when did when did puerto rico get annexed because i mean I'm, I'm trying to think of uh, the united states has had a pretty long history of gathering new territories right and growing into a bigger country for a while there yeah the the period of uh colonialism but that ended i don't know back in the 1970s with vietnam maybe yeah 1898 Okay, so okay, so we got that long time back when colonialism was a thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But we figured out somewhere roughly around the 1970s. Don't do that anymore. That really? Did we? Because Puerto Rico is still like a colony. So is Guam. Like, oh, don't do it anymore. Oh, like just we'll just keep the ones we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody. That's it. You get what you get. Uh, yeah, it's locked in. And locked in. So it sounds like. Well, you definitely. I know you have more intimate knowledge of the Vietnam situation, but uh, have you been watching the? The documentary? I've been watching some of that. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm, I'm not, not sure so how much of it to believe sometimes, you know? What? Uh, what do you, what do you, you think this, uh, you don't believe it? There's, I think we've talked about this concept before where, let, let, let let's say, Fake you news? Get, let's say you get three opinions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, or three data points or something, right? Like, 
not all three opinions are equal. Yes, 100%. Right? So this documentary presents three different opinions to three different perspectives almost. Mm-hmm. They present the South Vietnamese, the North Vietnamese, and the American perspective. Not all perspectives are equal there. Oh, okay. That yeah. makes sense. But, um, and, and that's the part where I'm like, so you watch this, and you're like, you're listening to the North Vietnamese talk, like, all right, I, I think I want to take that with all the same grain of salt, you know? It's like, I, I think I always want to discount that piece to a degree. Yeah. Well, I, yes and no, right? Like, there's a difference, right? So is that guy lying, or does that guy believe what he's saying? I'm sure well, he probably believes what he's saying. He probably believes what he's saying, yeah. but. To that, and to that end, it's probably useful. So, like, it's incumbent upon you, the the viewer, to to have the wherewithal and the, the knowledge to understand, you know, when somebody's BSing you, or like, or or to be able to to interpolate yeah. what he's saying. But I think that no, I to think the extent that he's being honest, like, it's it's a, it's a useful yeah. data point of a sort to get his his perspective, even though it's like. But but not again. Back to the point of not all perspectives or opinions are of the same weighting. So it's almost it's, it's almost to the director of the documentary to kind of help facilitate that to a degree and, and say, hey. I'm going to show this person's opinion mm-hmm. 90% of the time because they're scientifically backed or they have the evidence to prove that they have. And this person who may believe what they're saying, it's not true. So I'm going to give them like, you know, like 30 seconds of airtime maybe. Yes, I agree with you. Like if you were saying this about any other topic, I would be 100% with you. Therefore, I'm now going to be 100% with you. <laughs> even, though, <laughs> even though it feels like I, I want to disagree with it. But I'm like, if you were talking about climate change or if you were yeah. talking about, like, race relations, if you were talking yeah, about, like, budgets or whatever, I would be like, yes, 100%. I'm, well, I'm furious that they yeah. give these liars equal, exactly. equal so, weight. So, so imagine, like, I don't know, 50 years from now when uh, racism is no longer a problem right. in the world. <laughs> All right. right. I, I think. All right. So, but, but imagine. Four this, years. Four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If the, the trajectory is going the right way. <laughs> imagine they release a documentary talking about uh, racism in the United States and they provide half the airtime to um to yeah. minorities yeah. and half the airport uh, half the airtime to uh, white supremacists. Mm-hmm. All right. Looks like a 50-50 <laughs> weighting equal value here. No, yeah. of course not. Right, right. Which is what they yeah. do now actually and is yeah. and like I said, which is infuriating to me. Exactly. So as you say exactly. here, even though my instinct is to go against it, I'm like no, I can't cuz mm. for whatever reason it feels weird in this topic. Yeah. But um maybe cuz the people are so foreign and, or maybe because I know less about it, but uh, no, but like I'm being, I would have to be consistent and say yes, yeah. 100%. I, yeah. I'm with you there. Also, I'm glad you're feeling that way, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious because I, I did, uh, like, so there's this massive documentary out there. Mm-hmm. So I go to uh, visit my parents. And I'm like, hmm, I'm not sure I want to tell my dad because he, you know, he fought in the war, so I'm sure. Oh, really? He was like in the army, or he was like a some type of He's, regular guy who got grabbed a gun. Well, he was up there. He was up there. He was like a high-ranking officer. I don't think I knew that. Oh, yeah. Hey, look no, at that. He yeah. was up there. Right? I mean, that's. I think that's why you're yeah. the way you are. Mm-hmm. Potentially, to a degree. Yeah. Like, tall? Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying you're very... Um, uh, higher positions in organizations suit you. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. oh Who you, knows? You Maybe so. Maybe. I don't know how I didn't know that all yeah, this time. My I'm dad on. was in prison twice. He escaped twice. What the heck? Yeah. It was a sorted path there, man. Yeah, anyway, so I I chose not to tell my dad. I've known Johnny for fifteen years, <laughs> <laughs> but I did tell my mom. I was like, "Hey, mom, just so, so you know, in case you're interested, there's this documentary out there." And she was Don't like, "Don't tell your dad, <laughs> <laughs> your husband." <laughs> like, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so my mom immediately was like, "Oh, I've heard about that. It's all lies, Johnny. It's all lies." Man, that's I'm it. like, oh, yeah, interesting. Uh, I gotta press that one any further. So yeah, I, I mean, will people put, will lie. Like, I, I mean, you see yeah. every day that like somebody will get on the camera and. I mean, he's a grown man. This guy, he and he's got a, an agenda, probably. 
he definitely if he feels strongly enough to like fight and die and kill people for this thing he, like if he'll kill some guy for his, for his cause surely he'll lie for his cause yeah so i mean yeah 100 <laughs> percent. yeah there's uh so when i've only seen the first episode and i'm waiting till it all comes out so i can binge watch it essentially <laughs> oh man <In> seven hours <laughs> you're gonna be traumatized with yeah it won't so my dad was in like what well, you're in, in, that, in that chair with your years. eyes open <laughs> and uh you know growing up pop culture and all the information that i've ever had was you know the american side and you know i i don't really i used to ask my dad when i was really young be like did you kill anybody oh man <laughs> but i was like a kid you know yeah, so yeah. i didn't really know that like yeah you shouldn't ask people that but uh you know all I knew was the American side and a little bit the South Vietnamese side. Um, never nothing about the North Vietnamese. So in that sense, if they give like someone from North Vietnam a chance to voice, talk, yeah. I go, I go, well, that's interesting. I've never heard that, you know? No. I, and so it's kind of like, you know, I, I don't, yeah, and, I'm kind of a new, yeah. a new, a babe listening to this stuff and going, oh, okay. I mean, and to a degree I am too, because yeah. I don't, I'm not intimately knowledgeable about all these things. I, I just have a, general feeling about this whole situation of course now and, and just to delve du- deeper into like why this documentary may offend some people perhaps it's like so imagine a racism documentary mm-hmm. where they spend a lot of time digging into the history of david dukes and why he thinks the way he does and yeah. and, it, and it shares and, it's, and it casts a a uh, perspective on him that tries to be more compassionate or more understanding so that you can actually see where he's coming from he's like well i don't you know that that's just not yeah, that shouldn't be the mainstream documentary. Right. Like, <sighs> it's, hmm, it's tough because you try, you no. want to be objective. No, I, I don't. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying the director might be trying to be objective and trying to give equal-ish yeah. type stuff. And, but in the end, it's like, eh, no, no, no. History has judged us one way. Mm-hmm. Let's not try to. So, so, so here's where I don't want to push back, but here's where I, I just want to say something, right? So, um, that equal weight stuff, it, I'm totally with you. I, that, that bothers me to no end. Like there's moral right and moral wrong. But say, say, I think I would be curious and I think the public discourse would benefit from like interviewing Osama bin Laden after like 9-11. Yeah. Because, yeah. cause, cause, you know, you ask somebody why did Al Qaeda like bomb America or whatever and they're like, because they hate freedom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's, that's not, that's not why. You know, so I think if you ask him, he will give you his his answer. It will be like a rehearsed answer to be propaganda or whatever. Yeah. But I think we don't do enough examining of the the because like everybody like nobody thinks there's a bad guy, right? So I'm sure the North Vietnamese thought they were the good guys. And they I think, think they're well. I think they're bad guys, right? They're definitely bad guys. I didn't say they're not the bad guys. I said they don't think they're the bad guys. Okay. So I, I think Osama bin Laden thinks he's the good guy of his story. He doesn't think he's evil. So like to the to the extent that I'm not saying that we need to give these guys too much of a chance to influence other people mm-hmm. but like academics and and people and people should understand like there should yeah. be a better I answer mean, than they hate freedom yeah i mean for why these people are doing just stuff. for history's sake it's good to know what went through these people's minds and it's it is good to understand how they formed into who they are too yeah, yeah like, like isis right i don't think anybody under isis is just like generic bad guys and we don't know what their goal is or w- why we have issues with them so besides they kill people mm-hmm. and i'm like there somewhere in that jumble of activities and, and, and mindsets. There, there is to like the, the leaders of that organization a coherent worldview and political goals of some sort. That makes sense for their worldview. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they and like we, and we won't beat them as long as we just say no, they're evil. Because I'm like, I mean, 
there's something more to it and this simplistic ch- child's understanding of, of like world relations is not going to benefit us in the long run <laughs> yeah i you know now talking about isis you know like those type of thoughts i think are are groups of people who feel like they are under attack you know rightfully or not and so they feel like they have to fight back mm-hmm. you know yeah, at some point, not, not saying, be, not, not doing, not saying anything good about ISIS. You're very you know, anti-ISIS bad, here to, yes. to the government people <laughs> who are now listening. <laughs> We're very anti-ISIS. So, let me, sh- if I may, shift the conversation a little yes. bit to something different. Yes, yeah, yes. get us off the watch list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, talking about deep diving news a little bit for mm-hmm. as much as we know about this topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the Kurdish people voted. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, in a referendum oh. to become Jeez. independent, oh. right? In okay. uh, in Iraq. In Iraq, right? So yes, they voted like uh, this week. That, yeah, that's good. You know it, exactly. I I think in this day and age, like here's a group of people who want to separate, and they have a common view, and they get you know, and they want to have their own country. I think my first reaction was like, good, good for them. They'll get their own piece of land. They'll be peaceful. They'll have their own government. Well, that's uh, how it used government. to be before ni- before the First World War. That used to be their own land. And it was uh, basically the First World War. Mm-hmm. You know, the Ottoman Empire fell, and they mm-hmm. controlled a lot of that territory. Interesting. And the world powers at the, over there. At the end of the war. Said, they said, uh, this will be one country. Yeah. yeah. But, like, but then again, we, we project that on ourselves, the United States. It's like Texas trying to uh, separate themselves. Like, no, that's never going to happen. You can try to vote and such, but that's not going to happen. I'm pretty sure the federal government would never allow a state to separate like that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know? I, th- I think is I think if you were thinking from a practical point of view, I think that a larger, from better or worse, tax base essentially would help a government survive better. You know, yeah, if I, you I, keep Iraq as one, they they're, you know, maybe a bad marriage, but they're able to combine their resources yeah, to provide yeah, yeah. for the citizens. It's, it's tough because, and then we talk about Ukraine. And the people of Crimea wanted to separate, I believe, if you can believe yeah. that information or not, uh, right? Th- there's there's an interesting, uh, um, what is it called? Uh, documentary? Not documentary. It was a podcast about how essentially Russians, the Russia started the fake news with Ukraine and Crimea yeah. until it actually became real fake, real news, you know? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they would put these fake stories out, uh-huh. like... People are screaming over the border from Ukraine uh, yeah. back to Russia, yeah. and and then they'd have these reporters call up and be like, "Is this really happening?" And they'd be like, "Nah, we we haven't seen anything." And so they and they would uh, then start having uh, stories like there was attack by neo Nazis or something at this part of Ukraine, and and then uh, you know they would look into these stories, and these is stories were true? fake. They yeah. start, and so what to do is it, people would read these and they'd get scared and then. And then they actually would start going into like, Russia. Oh, am I behind on the? Yeah. Yeah. Am I missing out? I better go. And then, and then yeah. Russia would be like, okay. Uh, and they would, what they were actually doing is when they were they were saying people were going back into Russia, people were fleeing back in Ukraine, but the people that were fleeing were like not ours. not separatists, but military people. You uh, know. Yeah. Yeah. Man. And then you know, then that area just kind of so, blew up into a, so so we would a war so we like would call that fake news, right? Fake news. So we call it fake news, yeah. but. I learned today a new management term ah. called true rumors. <laughs> no, no, no. For no. <laughs> managers. Is that, a, is that a movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger? For <laughs> <laughs> managers who actually go out into the workforce Tom Arnold. and start yeah. talking and, and try to spread some true rumors about their organization, like positive stuff. You, yeah. you, know, you use it for positive. What's the word like? Right. Managers like uh, hiring interns to go around and say, oh, man, that, that, uh, that 
that bad manager, he's a he's a swell guy. <laughs> hey, uh, you look at check him out. He's got a nice booty. <laughs> I heard he, I that. heard he makes a mean burger. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more like, a, man, have you noticed the communication has been so effective lately? <laughs> if, so, if, 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 some, if some cop <laughs> comes talking to me at work about how awesome the managers are, yeah. <laughs> I'm ripping his shirt open and grabbing the wire off of him, like, <laughs> yeah, it's so, like a, it's like uh, pro <laughs> people going undercover. It's like, hey, fellow kids, um, have you uh, any smoked any of that uh, wacky weed? I'd like to uh, procure some. That's right. Here's fifty dollars. <laughs> I sure do love playing the ten box three sixty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a. Hey, look, hey, you guys, you manager types, you go for that there. I'm sure nobody will catch on. Yeah, I already know it, but the uh, human uh, resource practices have been quite fair lately. Oh, really? Well, uh, man, I felt the last last promotions were earned. Yeah, I I feel like the compensation rate here is super good. I feel like I'm really (laughs) satisfied with the amount of money I make. As should you be. Man, I mean, all right. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to kind of talk about that. That, that there, I went from from uh, Puerto Rico all the way to Russia. <laughs> so we were like a foreign policy podcast now. Well, around the world, man. Yeah. So we got uh, Lance Rants. Is this also part of it, or? Uh, nah, I'll no. do that later. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I did. So like, uh, there was this uh this other case that uh, Kanika Jenkins. Have you guys heard about this? So like, uh, there was a, a like a 19 year old uh young young black woman who like went to a party at a hotel in Chicago. And then, uh, yada, 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 she's found dead in the freezer. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I heard something about this. It's pretty big news. Oh, oh, then she got, oh, the, she got drunk and she just went to sleep in the freezer? Yeah, so, like, the, the, <laughs> the news story was for several days that she was found dead in the freezer, and then everybody's like, well, that's crazy. Like, it's clearly some type of murder, some type of foul mm-hmm. play or whatever. Yeah. And then the video surfaced of, like, her walking, like super intoxicated, like stumbling through the hall, like several hours of like uh hotel video footage of her stumbling through the whole the hotel by herself, and then they say, and we I haven't seen this video, but they say that she walked into the the freezer herself, and then just like I don't know, uh, so froze her to death to die. What kind of freezer is this here? Walk-in like like a, a big walk in freezer, like yeah. a, for a restaurant. If you're working at a restaurant. They yeah, have, I got you. Yeah, I they got have you. a freezer about the size of this room. For, they for some reason, salad. for some reason, I think of those old school fridges where. The top third of the fridge is a freezer, and the <laughs> bottom two thirds is the fridge. You know, I'm like, no, there's no way she yeah. would climb into the top piece of the freezer, and yeah, no, no, because like a big walk-in freezer and whatever. So like, when I first heard the story, I was like, well, this, yeah, this is clearly something going on. But then you yeah. see the video, and it's like, oh, well, like I don't go. know. But but I don't want to talk about that because I don't know all the details about that. But what the police are doing now is interviewing all the people who were at the party mm-hmm. that she was at. Mm-hmm. Before she went missing and died or whatever, yeah, she probably got drugged. And I'm I'm thinking that she probably got drugged. Yeah, but I don't know what happened to her in, in between the drugging and the mm-hmm. and the stumbling into a freezer. But but my question for the Junto show or the the Junto Club here, you guys, okay. is should the police be allowed to require everybody at the party's phones to get like all the video pictures, all that stuff? No, from their from their phones. No. Like if you have a warrant, with uh, a warrant, yes. Well, okay. So if, if, you, if they, you were the judge, should you would you grant that warrant? I mean, I have to listen to what this uh, probable cause or why you would need that. Well, this, I don't see that. It, I guess there's possible foul play here. We're trying to solve uh, a death or a murder, a possible murder, or whatever. And these people were with her in the in the hours leading up to her death. I'm asking for a warrant to to search to get to get your phone. Basically, you turn it over to me, unlock it, and um. And I get all all your phone stuff or whatever. 
should we let the police have that? Like warrant access to your phone? Yeah, like you're the judge. Do you grant them the warrant that allows them access to 30 young people's phones? Well, so my understanding and of the, basically all their data, all their pictures, all their their videos, like their entire lives. Yeah. So my my understanding of the warrant process is if the warrant is not used uh, in a in a way that you know that is fit by a jury, you can sue back, right? So you have recourse against that. Mm-hmm. So you also find, I mean, but like what you find out about the abuse yeah. uh, of your data versus like what actually happens is two different things, right? Like yeah, you, yeah. You can pass around people's nudies in the office all day, and that won't make it to the jury. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think I can actually see that. If if I get a compelling enough case saying how this is a group of young folks who like to use their social media and take lots of pictures, and this this um, this uh, tragedy happened, yeah, I, I could see that, actually. Cause so, so if you take away the phone, you take away the electronic and the photos, digital photos and such like that, if I thought there was evidence in somebody's house that could shed some light on this uh, case. Yeah. The cops go in, they, they search this house top to bottom. Yep. But like, I mean, think about how much of, of yourself is on this phone here. Like you're giving a ton of, it's like your diary. It's, it's everything about you is encompassed in that phone. To, I, to the extent, that is you. To an, yeah. to an unprecedented just like amount. my house, though. I mean, it's no, no different much. to my. I think my house is more no, intrusive. I would say if I, I would say if if you were to run through rummage through my phone and rummage through my house, you would learn much more about me rummaging through my yeah. phone. So I would I would probably put that into the same category as if if you have a warrant, right? So no warrant yet. Yeah, no, you're not getting a phone. Mm-hmm. If you have a warrant, it's the same as you coming over, get like a a police raiding my house, yeah, kicking down my door, and then taking all my computers. That's the same thing to me. Well, yeah, well, a phone is what is a phone but a computer? Yeah, so. Uh, I'm talking about like if, if the cops came in, hopefully they don't kick down the door and just knock out, open it, so I don't have yeah. to do that repair to my house. But yeah, they'll go through all my drawers, they'll get through all my files, they'll mm-hmm. see all my stuff, you know, all my records, they'll see all my artwork, as bad as it is, they'll see all my travel <laughs> pictures, they'll okay. see my writings, my journal. I mean, they'll see everything. So mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's pretty personal stuff. Yeah, so like, more personal than my phone. I, I, so I haven't. I honestly For don't me. know how, how I feel about this. Yeah. You know, on the one side, I want to to help. I would I would hate for there to be like amp evidence that would show that somebody did murder this girl on somebody's mm-hmm. phone or whatever. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I, I'm really cautious. As you know, like cautious about this. Uh, this, this your digital footprint getting into too many hands or whatever. You didn't yeah. you got some type mm-hmm. of Equifax scenario where but, you're. But then that's if that's your personal feelings, then. Then that would behoove you to uh, limit your uh, your electric electronic fingerprints, kind of like like careful what kind of pictures you have on your phone. Then careful mm-hmm. how many uh, mail accounts you have linked at all times. Nah, careful. The, the answer like that's because because your phone is like a tiny house. The cops are breaking into your house a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. with a the warrant, they can go search through your house. Yep. Yeah, but that's also like that thing where it's like uh, when celebrities get their nudes hacked or whatever. You're like, mm-hmm. well, they shouldn't take naked pictures. It's like, no, people shouldn't be. Well, happy. I don't say they shouldn't take. I say they take more naked pictures. <laughs> <laughs> well, pro naked pictures. I, I, I too, unless I, you're Tom Arnold, you can keep those. Or Roseanne. <laughs> no, no. I mean, she, hey, you know, Roseanne, he loves. Need love too. Oh, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> I told you, you, you can't get away from it. Get out of here. That's, that's being serious. Here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, okay. So Johnny says yes. Bo says yes. If there's a warrant. Yes. If there's a warrant. All right, right, right. Um, well, you're the judge here. So the question is, do you grant the warrant? So Do I grant the Well, okay, so it depends on the compelling evidence for the person. Yes. So you, what you have to do is you have to write in, I think that it is uh, Joe Schmo 
because he was the last person to see it, and he has a, oh, so you a would, past. You would, so there's – I was thinking about it like 30 generic kids. That, like, no one of them is more likely to have damning evidence on their phone than the other. But you're kind of saying that the cops have to make the case yeah. that this person is more directly involved than just being a person who interacted with her. In the last. I, yep. I would hope so as well, yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, it's not like it's not like Clue or something, right? Yeah, I mean, if I was a cop, I, I'd be like, "Well, judge, yeah, out of the thirty kids, five of them have posted pictures of the party on their social media sites, so I know there's pictures, and there's chances are there's probably more pictures, and I like to go see them, judge." Yep. Like, oh, okay, well, it's it's proven that they do take, they have taken pictures of this party. Yep. So it stands to reason there's probably more there. So go for it Get on those. Okay, so I, I think yeah. that's a, a decent way to split the baby here. I, I will say. Probably know to just blanket every kid that was there by virtue yeah. of being there. You yeah. get your stuff turned over. But if the uh, cops or whatever can can make a compelling case that you as an individual have probably cause had more interaction yeah. than than yeah. than just like seeing her at a party, mm-hmm. then then I would be okay with that. Yeah, it's kind of a cop out, I think. But and well, so is that the is that what you were trying to get at? Seeing like what do you think would uh, is the you are the scalpel, right, mm-hmm. in this gray area. <laughs> yeah. Have we sliced in the right area for you? Uh, I'm satisfied yeah. with it, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, there is one thing I do want to point out with Ooh. this case. Ooh. So yeah, nice. there is um, a f- somewhat famous internet uh, death, and it was called The Death of Lisa Lamb. Have you guys heard about this? Nope. No. If you do watch it, it's it's actually kind of a creepy video. Real, uh, real thing? It's a real thing. This happened back in the uh, 1991. Uh, Elisa Lamb went missing and she was found floating in a um, the water tank of a hotel. Oh, yeah. I remember this. You remember that? Yeah. yeah. On the roof. On the roof. On the roof of the hotel. What kind of water tank is this? Uh, like the water tower. Yeah. Oh, water water. Tower. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So it's like people yeah. drinking it and stuff. Yeah. And uh, there's this... <laughs> and I, I think that's how they found her. They, they, yeah. The water started tasting funny and they went and checked it and they found this, you know, rotting corpse in there. And I, the weird... Or the the... I guess the, I don't know if it's like the scary part of it or something like that, uh, was beforehand, you'll see a video of her, uh, going into an elevator in the hotel and you can tell that she's like visibly like, you know, agitated and like looking out the window almost. And a lot of people, or a lot of people were thinking that she was like on drugs and the, uh, the, the death is, uh, related to, um, uh, there were some other murders that were in the, the, uh, that time. Um, let's see. What does it say? The deaths were like it was. It was like a movie. It was like uh, some Son of Sam stuff, or like yeah. uh, Black Dahlia. Yeah. So if you if you do get a chance, you can no, go. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna watch this. Yeah. You don't you don't see this girl die. You just see what she does. No, it's so creepy. She goes I, I don't like elevator. I don't like real murder stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. That's like world stuff. Me neither. <laughs> no. No. That's like a live leak. That's where you go watch people. Oh, yeah. Don't no. don't watch this stuff. No. World Star. People get knocked out on World Star. There's websites where people get cut up and stuff. World Star is not that bad. You, just, you know, you just go, yep. you go see some twerking, you go <laughs> see some some fighting. That's World Star. Yep. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. So yeah, thanks uh, very much. I think that was a uh, very enlightening, enlightening stuff. Uh, hopefully, you know. Also, condolences go out to the uh, the Kanika's family and to the family of the the Lamb and everybody. Yep. Uh, yeah. So we'll be back with our uh, next much more uplifting segment. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. Bye. And welcome back to the Hunter Show. I'm Johnny. I'm Bo. And I remain Lance. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to the Captain's Ready Room, uh, where we spend some moments here to talk about 
either some leadership, productivity, or venturing type skills. And today, I want to bring to you a topic about values. Okay, wake up, guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a boring topic, okay? But we're going to try to make it exciting a little bit. No, I think values are some of the most important things going here, buddy. Yeah. 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 So values is important because it really defines who we are. Mm-hmm. And as a leader, if you don't know, I mean, it sounds so cliche-ish, but it's like if you don't know your values, then you don't know what you're doing out there. But yet, you, I think the takeaway here, though, is, is that self-awareness. We know from emotional intelligence, that's one of the components of it where you got to have a level of self-awareness about yourself in order to know what you're projecting and doing out there. And values is a is a piece of that, I guess, right? So let me put out four definitions for you, okay, about what values are and the types of values that are out oh, there. Oh, okay. So there's okay. there's a thing called core values, right? These are deeply ingrained principles that guide your actions, okay? They're the cultural cornerstones, per se, of who you are, right? There's aspirational values. These are values that maybe you don't fully or truly live by, but you want to, right? So those are not the values we're talking about today. Okay. Hopefully we can get there one day, but those aspirational values, okay? There's also something called permission to play values. Huh? Okay. So permission yeah, to play. Well, yeah, you got to talk about that one. Yeah. <laughs> so in, in terms of corporate business uh, lingo for a second, um, permission to play is like, so if I want to go sell cell phones in order to even enter the industry, I've got to know how to build a cell phone, right? Mm. Yeah, I got to be competent enough to build a cell phone or else I would never even be competitive in that industry. All right. Right. So that's permission to play. Permission to play is like, the bare necessities to even be in the game. Oh, okay. okay. So, so permission to play. Permission to play. All right. All right. So, in terms of extrapolating that to our personal selves, I mean, to a degree, we have to be, all be trustworthy or something. I don't know. Like, there's a there's a a core component of permission to play to even have an interaction between friends like us, three of us. Right. If one of us was like, we have to. Well, I'd say for me, English. Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, you have to communicate. Uh, no, we, I think we could probably still be friends if, like, uh, I didn't speak English, or like, if I were to lose my voice, yeah, sign language, some type be. of way, like, well, a, yeah. like Lord Blackbolt. I'm just saying, if you if you were talking to me in Spanish, I would be like, I mean, I like hanging out with you, but I have no clue what you're saying. Uh, uh, tu eres mi amigo. Ah, cómo estás? See, look at that. And I, I, I don't. Yeah, okay, somebody's gonna put that to the translator <laughs> machine. It's an NC17. What would you say? <laughs> And the last category, real quick, is the uh, accidental values. These arise spontaneously without being cultivated, and, d- and they start taking hold within ourselves. So these could be values that become important to us, even though we didn't realize it. Maybe we didn't want them to be a value of us, but somehow just formed over time. Okay. All right. So, so I want to. So, so, so with that accidental one, could that be like a value that I hold that I disagree with simultaneously? If you- I guess so. Yeah, to a degree. Our values always good things. I mean, not. No. And, Okay. Well, that's what I, that's my question, right? Is there a scenario wherein I hold a value that I personally find, find abhorrent? Yes. Because I think humans are complex creatures, so I think we can be, um, what's the word? Um, con- contradictory within ourselves, yeah. to a degree? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I'd say so. But, but of course, values in the general sense should be a good thing. Should be something we all want to be okay. exhibiting, right? So. Well, within yourself. Within yourself. Because cause, yeah, cause my values right. are very different than somebody else's values. Yes. And it's like, I think I'm a good guy, and this guy thinks he's a good guy. But I look at his values, and I go, what the F? Yeah. <laughs> in two companies, one company could be valuing um, more risky strategies, whereas this other company can't take risk because they're dealing with human life, maybe. 
Oh, yeah, so I was like, all right, that. you know, different value systems. Mm-hmm. So who wants to share one first? Uh, okay, so I will, I'll go first. One of the, probably the most important values that I hold and one that I, uh, I find to be increasingly important in, in, uh, both myself and my fellow man, uh, nowadays is, is care for your fellow man. Hmm. I think that we should, we should care about, uh, society, not quite be as individualistic as, as a lot of us are and, and realize that our, uh, fates are, are linked together. And that if everybody succeeds, then everybody succeeds. Yeah, I like it. So how is that, uh, like, how do you exhibit that, I guess? Or how do you deal with that with other people, too? So I, I try to help people when I can. When I see people in need, you know, I uh, I try to go out of my way to help people if I can. I, I try to support causes that uh, that help people and bring people up when, when they need it. Uh, I try to... To be a positive influence on, on people when I can, you know, uh, I keep to myself a good amount, but you know, when it's time to, to interact, I try to interact in a way that is positive. Is that a deal breaker? What? If you meet somebody who's not, uh, caring about other people, other society, other people in the community? There's a, if, if they actively are against helping other people, that's, that's definitely a knock on them. So, so if they're neutral about it. Yeah. Um, so let's say to a lesser extent. So let's say you're hanging out with somebody. There's uh, a tragedy that's uh, happening in Puerto Rico right now, mm-hmm. and you ask the person, "Oh, hey, you want to, you know, contribute some funds?" They're like, "Nah, they're on their own." That you're, that they're on their own part. Yeah, that that rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's not good. Like if that person doesn't want to to donate to you know any particular cause, that's one thing. But then when they reveal themselves as being uh, an uncaring person. And with that, they're on their own, or like you know, they they deserve it, or whatever. Let me tweak that again a little bit, just for the heck of it here. So <laughs> let's say you hang out with this person and they're rich, right? Right? He's like, hey man, you want to donate uh, some funds? You know, just a few bucks to Puerto Rico. And they're like, nah, I'm all right, man. They're rich though. They're like, no, nah, I don't care if they're. Uh, that doesn't matter. See, even even with the the regular person, it wasn't until they were like they're on their own where it got to be an issue. It, that that indicates a mindset of you know not caring for for people in the uh, in right. the abstract. So even if the rich person was like, uh, I, even the rich person gave money, but then was like hating on him or whatever, I probably I would be glad he get he or she gave money, but you know yeah. would still reveal themselves to be kind yeah, of a yeah, bad yeah. person, and I wouldn't mess with them except you know to the extent that they would let me drive their Porsche. <laughs> 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 I like play their video games. All right. Uh, for me, uh, I guess I'll go with a twofer, uh, more of an aspirational goal and one that I wish I had. But I know I'm very bad at aspirational, aspirational, something like that. <laughs> My favorite. Uh, I'll go with. Uh, you have big aspirations. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with the time management. Uh, we talked about this last time, mm. so I'll say I wish I was better at that. I don't know if value, if time management is a value. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think any roughly, or if that's empathy. a skill or something like that. I don't really know. Empathy is the thing you can learn too. So it's, it's fine. A, something you find okay. of importance. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's something that I aspire to. And I value that in other people, right? That's it. That's what you value time management in other people? Uh, yeah, because I look at them and I go, they have their stuff together. Ah, okay. I, you know, like I feel like um, some people are like, uh, their life's like a burrito where it looks, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. all nice on the outside, but it's like a mess on the inside. <laughs> and my <laughs> life is like a taco salad. You Man. can see it and it's messy. 
I'm so glad I, I probed. <laughs> it's, uh, it's profound, though. Yes. It's profound. Muy bueno. And I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm better than that, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing, man. Okay. <laughs> you just gotta get, you gotta get, get them going. I the gems, the gems just come out. That is awesome, man. Yep. All right, so Johnny, what are what are what is the value a value that you hold dearly? <laughs> I don't know how I can follow up against the food metaphors now. Yeah, right. no, I'm not going next. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think one of mine is the um, being fair. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a big one for me. If you're not fair, I get so mad. Yeah, really? it, that, that gets me yeah. too. Yeah, it's it's. Like, I don't feel like it's a thing I care about that much. Oh, but, really? but go on, let me hear you vo- vocalize it, and maybe <laughs> no, 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 maybe the puzzle piece will fit. <laughs> you just sit there, bow, and just keep like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> so the idea of being fair is like I, I know it's a bit of a judgment call in it, um, but I want the relationship to be fair. Whatever, whoever I'm engaged with, or talking to, or interacting with, like I want there to be some sort of mutual thing. At some point, it doesn't have to be like I'm talking on the phone with a friend. In the span of this ten-minute conversation, it better be five minutes about me and five minutes about you. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in the general sense of in the span of this friendship. You know, are you there for me? Am I there for you? Or even the span of a uh, significant other type relationship, where um, you know maybe I can cook more often, but you do the dishes, and we'll call that fair, and we both value that to the same degree. You know, so that 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 weighs on me quite a bit, and I don't think. It's the most healthy for a relationship, honestly. So I'm not sure this is a... Seems like a, a reasonable bar. <laughs> it seems reasonable, but at the same time, I'm not sure this is one of those uh, accidental values that just crept up with me over time where in a relationship, it it's at times they tell you, like, don't keep score. If you want this relationship oh. to last, you just got to suck it up okay. and just keep going with it. Mm-hmm. And you, this, this, this notion of being fair is nice and all, but if you love the person... There's no scorekeeping at all here. So, can I talk about the spreadsheet? <laughs> <laughs> what spreadsheet? Remember you used to have a spreadsheet? What spreadsheet? The girlfriend spreadsheet? <laughs> what was on the spreadsheet? <laughs> well, like way back in the day, you used to like uh I think Uh-oh. you literally kept score <laughs> on like how many nice things you had done and and uh and what and what she had done. <laughs> I totally forget about this. It, it, I forget exactly what it was on that spreadsheet, but I remember hearing about it thinking you were crazy. <laughs> Hey, but hey, if you still have it, could you find it and send it to me? No, no, no. No, it was the thing you had. And and you were like keeping keeping track of like uh the different deeds you had done. Oh man, that sounds bad. You don't remember this? No, I don't. Oh. My my memory's horrible. Oh, that's funny. No, I, it, <laughs> this was like when I first met you, it, it came out that you, you had this. You sure this one is some sort of like joke type thing? No, nah, you're dead serious. It was it was it had tabs and everything. <laughs> Equations and formulas. Yeah, you had like equal signs, like variables <laughs> named. There's, there's macros in it. You know, it's funny. I had a, I have a, a good friend I grew up with, and uh, he did the same thing. And uh, he was he was contemplating. He was like, "Should I marry this girl?" And he's like, "You know what? I put all this work into it. You know, it's kind of like a toss up. I'll I'll show her the spreadsheet." <laughs> oh no! Yeah, so she left him. <laughs> he was like, he was like, that was the worst decision I've ever done. <laughs> Well, it makes total sense that the kind of guy that would keep a spreadsheet with, yeah. like that would be socially <laughs> like bad enough <laughs> that um, he would show it to somebody. Nice, nice <laughs> see the logical brain, yeah. the logical brain took yeah. over. <laughs> you guys got another quick one you guys want to share? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that I value, uh, if, if, I won't say intelligence, but if not intelligence, like a, a strong mind. So you don't necessarily need to be book smart, but I like to, to see somebody who's got some gears, some gears working in there. You know, be able to process things and, and 
and uh, chew chew on ideas and and, and come out with some uh, some interesting topics. Someone who can critically think about something. Critical thinking. Yeah. There you go, Bo. Yeah. There you go. That's why I like the Hoot Show much. You come here and we talk about uh, you know hmm. some it, some profile things between geeky jokes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because it because uh, it challenges you. All right. So mm-hmm. are we? Uh, is that somewhere on the Maslow's hierarchy of needs where we're at the top of the pyramid where we're talking about like critical thinking? <laughs> oh. No, there's the um, um, is aspiration or the personal uh, intrinsic value or something like that at the top of the pyramid. I forget what's on top, but I just remember it was a guy with his head exploding. It's like existentialism. <laughs> self actualization. Yeah. Self actualization. Yeah. Yep. That, that sounds about right. So, yeah. so maybe that's what you need or you you value in folks is you know you've got the shelter thing. You got that. You got food. You can take your AC's your out right now. It's, <laughs> your AC's out? Yeah, it sucks. Uh, <laughs> really? My shelter sucks right now. Well, you let me know. You, you got to come uh, stay here. A couple, couple layers exactly. over on the MS lows, right? Yeah. It's, it's yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, yeah, yeah. But so, I, so maybe, that, maybe, maybe that's the thing. You've got all these things covered, so now you want somebody in life that challenges you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I would def- I would hate to be in some type of like relationship or friendship or whatever where it's like I was making a bad choice and then somebody was like, well, he's Lance, you know, like, just go along with it. <laughs> like, no, like we need to... To, to, you know, think things over, talk things through, and, um, then to the extent that I need to be course corrected, I'll admit that I think I'm pretty hard headed, and, or I think that, I think that yeah. I'm right when I think I'm right. Yeah, it's kind of like, <laughs> be careful what you ask for there. Yes and no, right? Um, but I you feel want- like the thing I, th- I think I want until I get it, and I'm like, oh yeah. my god. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. when I thought that I wanted to date somebody who was like me, yeah. and then I met my friend's girlfriend who was like smart alecky, and mm-hmm. smart ass or whatever, and then I hated her guts, <laughs> and I was like, oh no, no, I don't want, that. I don't want this. <laughs> but you want someone who's going to tell you if you have a booger in your nose. Yes, at a restaurant, right? Yeah, sure. But that doesn't take brains. I know, but that takes someone to confront. Right? They're not yeah. just going to let conflict you conflict avoidance. Your, conflict avoidance. He's not going to just let you have, go with a bad decision, right? Yeah. You you got a you got a, a yeah. hanger. That, and a, that's not high on my list. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to be <laughs> tweaked on everything I do, or you know, like yeah. that, and poked every time. But definitely, like if I get home and I have like parsley in my teeth, or whatever, I'm mad at everybody I talked to that day <laughs> who didn't tell me I had some crap in my teeth. I I don't tell you on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got, Bo? Uh, so when you said fairness, uh, man, that made me oh, yeah, my yeah, blood yeah. boil. Chime right, <laughs> but it's more of you know I think fairness in in yeah. uh, general public. So if I'm at I'm at Wawa, right, and uh, I'm Putting in my order for my food, right? And I put in my order, and uh, then I pay for it. And then I see someone, you know, who clearly uh, is going to the beach or something like that. And they they go and they put their order. In. If they get their food before me, <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, Bo. I, uh, <laughs> I'm not. I I, I go. Uh, there's something not right with this world. You know? <laughs> I, I knew this story was gonna be worth it. As soon as, you, as soon as you started telling the story of Wawa, I'm like. I don't know where this is going, but this is going to be worth it. Man, both so great. Okay, hey, so... Or, so, or, or this other time. I'll tell you what really pissed me <laughs> off. And I don't know if this makes you angry as it, as it does me. Um, so, you're in a plane, right? If, you know, and um, when the plane comes to a stop, if you see someone from the back of rows <laughs> running ahead with all their stuff, what do you think? I think they have a flight to catch, Bo. Oh, uh, I don't. I, I, I immediately <laughs> think that they need to be body checked and sit back down. Because they think that they are better than everybody else, because they need to get off the plane before you. That's so funny. <laughs> so like, so somebody instead of your- instead of like orderly Congress outside of the yeah. plane, mm-hmm. they go for disorderly chaos because they think of themselves. It's a plane catch. So, so what happens if you see that your instinct kicks in? You're like, oh, stand up person. and block them. <laughs> stand up and block them. But and then then you hear them say, 
Hi, I'm I'm late for my plane. It's leaving in 20 minutes. I got to catch my father's funeral. I got to go. Well, yeah. So I would never actually do that in real person because I know that yeah. can happen. But, but, but how would you a, feel once you hear that? Once you get that added data? That added data? Yeah. How would you feel? Because your first instinct is like, oh, how selfish of this person. Yeah. But then you hear this data where they're late for a plane to catch for their father's funeral. Yeah. How do you feel now? Well, are you like you know, I, that's justified? Are I you like clearing the way for them? Yeah. Okay. So, so, so you're in you're in line at TSA, and there's a, f- a family of ten who's like, "Oh no, we're about to miss our flight. Do you let them through? Do you let them?" Yeah. Through? Okay. But but this other time, I was in line for TSA, and this one girl had broken her toe and was wheelchaired past me, <laughs> and I almost missed my flight. And I was like, I was like, I bet she's lying. She's such a liar. And I sat she next went, to she her. Went, she went pretty far. <laughs> and I sat next to this woman on the plane. <laughs> And, and, and I was like, I, I guarantee you she's lying. And she annoyed me the whole entire time with her broken toe. You do that thing where you like throw a ball at her see if she catch it? Well, no, she, you know, yeah, she's not the type of person that, I don't know. She just seemed like a liar to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she, what she did was she put her foot up in the seat, the, in front and like the person had their, you know, couldn't put their elbow down without touching her broken toe. And it was. Was it in a cast though? No. Well, I don't remember. I just remember it being like. <laughs> I thought for sure you you were gonna stomp on that toe. No, I wasn't gonna to stomp sure. on the toe. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I just secretly judge. That's when, when I say when, I, when you think that you're better than other people, that makes me really angry. Well, yeah, I, I think I agree with that, but yeah. I think my bar for where I think somebody's <laughs> thinking they're better than other people is a little bit lower than your, higher than yours. Uh, it doesn't take much. It used to not. I used to not care. I think it's getting older. It's I'm turning into. In ten years, I'm going to be yelling at kids to get off my lawn. That's, that's funny. Mar- yeah, yeah. Margin. I think that's. The, I think those yeah. two things are related. So speaking speaking of like uh, the wheelchair, right? Yeah. Um, when I was a, a little kid, maybe like ten or eleven, my family came from Alabama to Orlando to go to uni- well to go to Disney, yep. but we couldn't find it, so we went to Universal Studios, and um, we got uh, a wheelchair so that we could just you know have somebody could, would always be sitting down because it's a whole lot of walking. Yeah. And so um, everybody was fine. But we had a wheelchair just so somebody could, you know, rest every, somebody in the group could rest. So then like we get in, in line for the first ride and then like the people are like, oh my, no, come, come this way. And like let us through VIP and like all the way to the front of the line, like skipping everybody like crazy. And we were like, uh, okay. Oh, Bowman, furious at you. Yeah, it was a good scam if you could have done it, you know, way back in the day. Like we, we got through every ride and like, <laughs> you can't like see it, but Bo, you can't see it, but Bo is like shaking his head and like, you see him no. visibly get a little angry yeah. there. I'm just trying to think of all the times people, so I was in line at the Hulk recently <laughs> and we were standing there and you know, it's like a 30 minute, 15 to 30 minute wait or something. And we're just standing there and there's this pretty Lady. pulling her children behind her, just walking up to people and going, excuse me. And then walking in front of her, excuse me, walking. And she walked through the whole entire line like this. And I'm thinking to myself, she better have a really good excuse because that is like the most brazen. <laughs> yeah. Cause people, people just go, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. you, you obviously need to get to the front line. Yeah. You don't yeah. need to just get on the Hulk. I'm, right. Right. <laughs> right. There I mean, must be and some I'm, reason. Yeah, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, why is she going? Like, if you have an issue, you leave the line. Like, why so, are you so, going? So, so did you ever find out the reason? No, I didn't. I just, I just, I just, she said, excuse me. And I, and I just said, Oh, and I moved away, just not even thinking it. And then I saw her kept doing it. And I was like, oh, what have I, I done? What percentage of people do you think <laughs> are just like skipping the line to do it? And what percentage of people do you think really have like their husband up there? Or they had, they got out of line for a, a good reason and are just going back to where they were. I, I can't imagine. I say 50, 50. Yeah. I can't imagine why you would want to get in front of people for the Hulk. So that you could skip the line. She just saved 30 minutes. Oh, 
<laughs> on, on my dime. I mean, yeah, but you're saying you can't imagine why somebody would do it. It's like the same time. No, okay. I can't imagine a good reason why. How about that? I can't, like, you're oh, not uh, up there and then, like. I'm up there and then I got to oh, pee. Like, my, she's got kids. Maybe one of her kids had to pee or whatever. Yeah, there's not a restroom up there. There's, there's not. Yeah. So, so, so you got out of line. To, she to, needs to get it. She needs to leave the Hulk and then go use the restroom. Yeah, she went around, had her kid pee, and is going back to, to where she was. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 no. I'm, I. You step out of line. You forfeited your place in line. Within reason, like I, yeah. I'm cool. If you have someone hold your place in line, mm-hmm. then you know I could understand that. But if you hold, if you, if you like, wait till someone's at the front of the line and then they text you and you're like, okay, now run in front of everybody else. Yeah, I feel like so. I'm definitely cool with people like meeting their their family member. In at a decent place in line, I feel like going all yeah. the way to the front is too much. Yeah, there's you a there's be, a space, there's a spatial awareness yeah. to the line. You, okay. you can go at, at least a half with me. But did you answer what percentage of people do you think are just skipping ahead, and what percentage of people have legitimate reasons, a, a reasonable reason to be actually skipping people? You know, the, the people that I see the skipping in line, I don't ever see the conclusion or any mm-hmm. reason why. Yeah. So I can uh, safely assume. Yeah, I'd say 50-50. About 50-50. So I think I'm reasonably justified in my uh, anger. seething anger. Well, well based on nothing, though, right? You were like, I've never seen this. I've never and, seen the real thing. <laughs> I so I have no data. <laughs> so I'm going to make a conclusion. So I can safely say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got nothing. I think it's 1 in 20. So they, they, You're 1 in 20? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, no, those no. are that shows the difference in our mindset. 5%, here. Uh-huh. huh? Yeah. I think 5% of people are scamming the system. You guys think it's 50% of people scamming the yeah. system. I think and that, that, I think that if, you, if, you, if you thought of other people, like, unless... Like you're, oh, never. So, no, no, I'm flustered. I'm flustered. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, and and like how fitting that this had to happen on the Hulk ride. Yeah, where you get angry. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so taking the Hulk ride into example, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the lady, I I cannot see any reason why she would ever skip the whole entire line to go up uh, to the. I guess uh, the, a, a justifiable reason. Justifiable. She doesn't. She didn't work there. You know. Uh, there was no handicap or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's just pulling her two children along. If I told you, she yeah. she, they, she waited she waited in line, and then one of her kids had to go pee, so she got out of line to go. She's a single mom doing her best, Bo, to raise these kids, and, and these- she needs to raise them right. Stay on the get back in line. <laughs> <laughs> Have some decency for everybody else in there. That's awesome. Mm. <laughs> All right, well, I think we need to end on that good note there. I, I feel like. Our podcast should now be about trying to pull out these uh, gems of stories from Bo. Nah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> That's my goal every every episode. Now. <laughs> yeah, as um, you can see, I, I have I have lines. <laughs> you better and, skip them. Yeah, <laughs> don't well, skip them. No, no, it's like you know, uh, um, in like lines in the sand, people have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. red you know, lines. In in my life, I've found that I've I've I find lines. I don't actually I don't actively think. Oh, if you do this. Yeah, this is gonna. It just happens. It happens, and, and then I go, "Hey, I go. That is so outside of normal behavior. Yeah, yeah. that is unacceptable. Yeah, <laughs> you know." So, so uh, to wrap up the uh, captain's ready room here, if I may, um, self awareness is is the name of the game. Enhance your emotional intelligence. Spend just a few minutes, just trying to answer that basic question of like, what are the things that you hold of value, and uh, maybe. Be like Bo and try to make some of them an aspirational go yes. to uh, to go forward with. And with that, we'll be right back. And welcome back to the Hunter Show. I'm Bo. I'm Lance. I'm Johnny. And now for our world famous pop culture segment. 
So guys, what have you guys seen? I'm trying to think. I, I feel like I went to the movies and saw something without us again. Okay, go ahead. Recently, yeah, yeah, guys, the worst. Um, what did I go see? Uh, draw a blank here. <laughs> That's all right because me and Bo went saw something without you. Oh, oh, really? What was that? Why, why ever would you go watch a movie without me? <laughs> We've talked about this for the last several podcasts, Lance. <laughs> We've been trying to do this team building event with you and you reject us team building just huh? because we want to go see the movie it yep. yeah i'm sorry i didn't want to go get uh my ptsd uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> exacerbated <laughs> by watching that movie yep. nah nah i won't so so how was it how how was this uh i think i defer to bo well so i'm the one who liked it the most yeah i clearly uh thought it was a pretty good movie but I thought it was... Um, was it funny? Was it scary? Like, it was, was it just like a, a well-put-together movie? Yeah, I thought it was very well-put-together. It was uh, just cheesy enough to where, if you watch the old It, that was... No, uh, you know, you, It's almost unwatchable now, to be honest, as far as a scary movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was... Uh, but it had still kind of a bit of cheesiness in this movie. And the acting was good. The kids... Yeah. They thought the kids did very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was how, some how good old are the kids in this thing? Like 12, uh, 10? Yeah. yeah, 12. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I really like, you know, in, in these kind of like s- these scary movies with kids, I do like it how the real villain, even though it is it, uh, it, it villain, he, he's not the creepiest villain in the whole entire movie. Yeah, there's it's the parents. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know. Yeah, there's some creep, real world creepy stuff going on in here too. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and one thing I really did like was after that, I went into like a it hole. I don't know, it hole, but, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was reading and I was reading all this stuff on it and I think I'm going to go watch read the book uh, after watching book. yeah it is a big book I'll do the audio book I guess yeah and uh, one of the things they talked about was uh, if you watch the movie it's the kids against clown monster yes. right uh, and you don't really think about it too much uh, but you notice that the parents you know they they're yeah. kind of uh, oblivious to this thing Mm-hmm. And it was b- because it is influencing the parents to kind of like, you know, let their kids kind of go out and do whatever. And so I kind of like that. And there is a scene and it's in the trailer. So I'm hopefully not spoiling it. I'm never watching this. Where <laughs> the Buick, you know, you see the Buick kind of drive by mm-hmm. and there's these kids that are on a bridge. And then all of a sudden this little balloon pops up in the back of the yeah. seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it influencing the parents to look the other way. Oh, yeah. interesting. So I thought that was when, when I heard that explained, mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, that's I like it. You know? yeah. So is he in the balloon, or do the balloons like control, like ha- have his influence around them, or something like that? Something well, like that. I, I think the balloons are just yeah. his. Um, I don't know his his like his call sign. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No. All right. So I think my my summary for the movie, in which I which we talked about afterwards in our movie huddle, <laughs> was hey that movie really felt like a the uh, Netflix show Stranger Things. Love it, just with the clown. So yep. I'm just like, and then somebody pointed out, hey, one of the kids in the It movie is one of the kids from Stranger Things. So oh, really? It, it almost felt like typecasting to a degree. Now, oh, that kid's always going to play that role. Well, until he, for like another three years. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah, He's yeah. like, hey, everybody, we got to get out of here. The <laughs> monsters are coming. <laughs> Give me a smoke. <laughs> so the uh, the show I'd like to talk about a little bit is the fantastic Star Trek Discovery. Ooh. Yeah, how was it? Oh, it was amazing, man. It was good. I, mean, I don't want to hype it up too much. I've only seen the pilot episode. Oh, you didn't see episode two? No, not yet. I'm okay. going to... Well, episode two is on the app or whatever, right? Yeah, exactly. So he's got... He's you know he's going to wait for 
X amount of weeks and you know oh. X minus five weeks <laughs> and then uh that is very true, Lance, <laughs> because I am cheap and I am Asian. <laughs> so, but the show is fantastic. It's uh, an hour long. It sets up the premise very well. It's got some good action in it. Um, yeah, it was great. The, the, the special effects were fantastic too. Yeah. So the amount of money and time they spent on this, they got it right, I think. You yep. know, and the plot points itself too were with good stuff. I heard so. the Klingons looked really uh, cool. Or yeah. they were handled well in some type yeah. of way. What, like, what was the good thing about the Klingons? It's it is is almost like I don't know. Like, I want to say like a Game of Thrones uh, quality mm. and effects added to this show where they didn't. I I didn't feel like they were being cheap on the costumes because the yeah. all the costumes were very ornate. Nice. The background setting was very ornate. Um, and the language and I don't know. It was good. Yeah, there was only a couple things I didn't. Yeah, and I don't know if this is spoilers. So I guess I'll throw it out there just in case. There's only a couple things that I I didn't really care for it. I would say yes. The budget for the special effects I thought was great. The story was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say I'm excited for this series. This is nice. Oh, nice. Probably except for the next generation, this is probably gonna be the second one, best one. Nice. Um, I will say I didn't really, and maybe this is this is uh, a JJ was it JJ Abrams? He was mm-hmm. the JJ Abrams. This is his JJ Walker. <laughs> <laughs> this is his effect on it. When two people are talking on the bridge and they're like, "Oh, scan the system again," and then the camera's like tight, slightly tilted to make it more like action seemed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, I just want to look at them straight. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the other one was um, so the main character. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if this is spoiler. She's half Vulcan, half human. She's not. She's not. She's full human. She's full human. She's full human. She's oh. the first human that actually lived in Vulcan. Vulcan oh. grew up in Vulcan. Okay, I thought she was half Vulcan. Yeah. And she was like, you know, for someone who grew up in Vulcan, she was the most emotional person. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. why. Because she's actually full human. Well, yeah, but she's well, more emotional than the humans. <laughs> the humans are like, oh. and then she's like, you know, ah, crying. And <laughs> I mean, so I can kind of see that, right? So if you yeah. Yeah. have all of your human predilections and, and human nature in you, but are raised in a way that lets you not use it at all. I guess there's X amount of people that will conform to that and, and try to do it, and then there's X people that will it will it will rub them so much the wrong way that they that they go the other way with it. Yeah, yeah. It's like not having enough practice in your life to know how to handle anger and sadness and happiness, and yeah. when it comes out, it comes out more dramatically, maybe. Yeah, and so maybe yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't buy into that part of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought the other part with those, I guess, okay. another spoiler. Um, was the the Klingon um, uh, cast and hierarchy mm-hmm. uh, for there's a guy in there and he wanted to be the torchbearer mm-hmm. and then the Klingon was like I'm sorry you were born that skin color yeah and he was a white Klingon oh okay so yeah I heard uh, that's what, yeah. this is what I was talking about there was some mm-hmm. type of Klingon racism and that uh, that this black guy this black journalist I follow on Twitter was talking about the show and he was like oh man they're talking about some, some race issues with the Klingons and I was like Rrr. Yep. Like, yeah. oh, we got race issues in space. <laughs> race in space, <laughs> right up my alley. I, I also, I yeah. always wondered about that too, because like in my mind, mm-hmm. Klingons are like a black alien race. Yeah, and so yeah, I, seeing this wrinkle of it or whatever is a thing that I've always like wondered about. And, um, and I'm yeah. glad. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm gonna do it. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I can easily see why people interpret this as a race relations or a, race, a different race racial color in the Klingon species mm-hmm. is because he said I was sorry you're born that skin color <laughs> true yeah but I attributed to more of an albino kind of thing oh, oh yeah that's where my mind went when I saw that oh. Klingon because it wasn't like like Caucasian white it was like white white powder white almost to the yeah. green 
So I'm like, okay, well, every animal species almost has albino loss of pigmentation type um, abnormalities, yeah. Yeah. you know? So mm-hmm. I thought that's where why he was such an outcast. Oh, okay. in that, in that's that probably sense. actually the no, right way. Sense. No, and I not. was like, no, it's it's the it's the right <laughs> way the first time, though. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. You know, they're they're uh, showing what um like a, I don't know like counterculture right to mm-hmm. the Federation. You know, and I thought yeah. that was interesting. It's a possibility that it's that thing Johnny's talking about, but I'm pretty sure it's the thing that Bo's <laughs> talking about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I, I actually I remember the thing that I uh, watched the uh, the latest bit of pop culture I took in was the night of. On HBO, I finished that up. Oh, hey, amazing! Loved yeah. it. Uh, well, it's really good, really good. That uh, I think a lot of very strong act, very very strong acting performances, and a very good story. Like great acting performances, good story. Great, very good story. Uh, John Turturro is really good in it. The Riz Ahmed, he really transformed himself. Like, like uh, from episode one to episode seven or whatever, he. Is like three, two or three different people in that in that show. It's uh, it's really good. So, so what does this show give you that that you haven't found in other shows? I guess so like what was the uniqueness of the show that made, that left you feeling like? Uh, it was. I mean, it wasn't anything, uh, you know, transformational or anything like that. But you know, it uh, it took its its thing a procedural. So it, so what it did, it showed the process of a court case going through from like gathering evidence and like the way that the the perspective of the detective mm-hmm. who was trying to gather the evidence and get the confession out of out of, uh, mm-hmm. out of Nas. It showed you know how the the process takes Nas from jail to prison to the courtroom to the trial, and then it shows like how a lawyer works and things like that. And you know I assume it's accurate. Who knows, right? But it kind of gave every every character in the legal processes perspective it gave it its own fair representation okay and so as a person who um you know cares about the legal system and things like that it was kind of cool to see that you know actually i've got jury duty tomorrow so i'm going to be a part of a process for somebody ah well hopefully yeah, yeah good luck convincing me some black guy did it <laughs> <laughs> I probably not say this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's going back to jail <laughs> Well, you're probably going to be in some kind of like custody hearing or something. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, Bo, do you see anything? Uh, so, yes. Uh, I don't know. You were going to talk about trailers, right? Did you want to? Yeah, I got a couple of trailers I want to run through. Okay, I'll let you because it was about a trailer. So. Oh, yeah, perfect. So, we'll see who's on the list. If not, I'm bringing it up. Okay, okay. go ahead. So, just a, just a handful of trailers that's come out this week that I want to get your all's reaction to mm-hmm. or even the idea of the movie at least. Tomb Raider. So, Tomb I played Raider. the game. And I, one of, I've liked the, the Tomb Raider movies, even the bad ones with Angelina Jolie, because those came out back when I was a big Angelina Jolie guy. Yeah. And, uh, I never liked the old games, but that new Tomb Raider that this is based on, which it, it is mimicking exactly, like, mm-hmm. from playing the game, the trailer was just like shot for shot. And that game is amazing. This actress is great. This movie looks good. Bo? I would say, I would want to play the new Tomb Raider movie, because I have a feeling that the, the, I'm not Tomb Raider. I'd like to play the game. It's like a movie. Yeah, it's like the mm-hmm. movie. Um, I've the Tomb Raider franchise to me. Yeah, it's it's like you know, it's not that good. <laughs> so mo- I don't uh, expect it to be. Uh, uh, so movies, Tomb Raider franchise of movies. Yeah, they're not that yeah. good. Yeah. So I I really like the female actress in this. She's from uh, Ex Machina, and she almost oh. has a past just on based on the movie alone. Almost. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, I'm with you, but I think I feel this movie feels like an Assassin's Creed. It is a video game I, movie. I feel like it's gonna lure me in with these actors and such, and it's gonna be horrible. It's a video game movie, yeah. so like, it, 
it's it should be bad. You should expect it to be bad. Yeah. It's a video game movie. All right, next trailer, Red Sparrow, starring uh, Jennifer Lawrence. The only trailer I saw showed no action whatsoever. Have you seen a, a trailer where she's moving? No, this is more of a, one of those intrigue, slow buildup. I'm like, sure in the movie there'll be some action. Mm-hmm. Oh. Is this going to be like Mother? But <laughs> <laughs> the exclamation point. Yeah. Um, I'm oh. basing uh, Red Sparrow completely on how much of a badass she looks like when they start showing the trailers with her moving around. The fact that they're not showing it either means that she's going to be amazing or terrible. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to root for amazing. Yeah. So I'm I'm probably going to see it. It's like the Black Widow movie. Yeah. I actually do, if if that's the case, I haven't seen the trailer, but I actually do like trailers that show less. Yes. A lot more than trailers that. that show more. Like, I, I think agree. we saw a trailer at the movie, and it was like... Gave away everything. Yeah, I saw the movie. I, I will say, uh, if if they never show us the action... But then, like word of mouth from like the critics or whatever is that it, she's flipping flipping outrageous. Yeah, that's that's like the best scenario. Yeah, second best is you see the trailer where it's like good or whatever, and then you kind of you know get some of it spoiled spoiled for you, and then you go watch it. That's second best. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's risky for them to do that because I don't know that yeah. people are going to take people's word for it. So my my slight beef on this, and it really doesn't have to do with the movie, unfortunately, but it is the origin of Black Widow. Yeah, right? Really, really, really close. Yeah, I've read the comic <laughs> books and this sounds just like it and it's very unfortunate because I would have, not that I'm a big fan of Scarlett Johansson's act, <sighs> acting either, but she's earned it at this point to get her own standalone movie for Black Widow and it's a shame that Red Sparrow is now going to come out and I doubt they'll make the Black Widow one now. Cause yeah, like, what, so what are the Black Widow people called? Because I feel like it was, it might have been Sparrows or Bird or something like that. Yeah, yeah I think Red Sparrows is actually a thing in Russian Whatever oh, history, maybe. yeah. Cause I feel like that might have been what her training or whatever was called. It's it's a real ripoff. Like, yeah. if Marvel wants to be petty, they could, they could do some type yeah. of suing, or maybe, or spoiler alert, you know, at the very end of the Red Sparrow movie, like uh, Scarlett Johansson comes Ooh, on screen. It's actually part of the same Marvel universe. Yeah, and they start making out. Obviously, uh, Black Swan. <laughs> yeah, like I cut that out. <laughs> Mother exclamation point. Um, okay, third trailer. Murder on the Orient. Haven't seen it. No, no idea. I saw the trailer. Um, I would say it's like a, a much more exciting clue. Yes. Yeah. Who's in it? Uh, like a lot of people. I'm Michelle looking, Pfeiffer. Let me go and look that yeah. up here. Yeah, I'll look it up, Johnny. All right, let's look it up together. <laughs> um, and they had, and I guess I've never read the book, but this is where Inspector Poirot, Poirot comes from. Oh, that guy. Yeah, Poirot. and so this is um. If you've seen the, the, it's like the public broadcasting version of, of Poirot. He's like some fat guy with a skinny mustache. In this one, he looks, he looks, um, I thought it would be like a Sherlock Holmes type guy. Yeah. So in this movie, you got, uh, you got Johnny Depp yeah. playing kind of like a mobster gangster kind of dude. He's Ratchet. Ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, yeah. Always classy. You got Daisy Riddler from, uh, Star Wars, Force Awakens. You got Judy Dench. Oh yeah, Dame Judy Dench, Penelope Cruz. <laughs> I love it. Kenneth Branagh. He's all right. He's the uh, detective in this movie, and I think he's a great actor. I mean, a great director too. He did the Thor movie, I think. He also did Wild Wild West. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Willem Dafoe can't Man. go wrong with that guy. No. Josh Gad. Love him. Yeah. Um, I think that's all the main people. Yeah, it starts getting people I don't recognize. There's yeah. Lucy Boynton. I don't know her name, but she's a. Yeah. It's a Look, good list, though, man. Looking forward to seeing her on the screen. Yeah, I'm trying to figure um, out like the, the the movie. It's it's just a clue. Like the the trailer does a nice setup where they're on it a train. It basically introduces yeah. all the characters on a train, and it just gives labels to them, like Johnny Depp, the mobster, yep. yeah, um, Daisy Riddler, the princess, 
who done it, you know? Daisy Ridley. You got a Ridley. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> you, got a, you got a Batman <laughs> list going. <laughs> All right, last one I'll bring up, and I'm pretty sure you guys haven't seen this one yet. I have. <laughs> Just want to say it. I have. Annihilation. Oh, you knew it? Yeah. Oh, man. So this one is a sci-fi movie. I'm going to see this Oh, movie. I saw... Uh, what's her name? Um, the girl I like. Natalie. Oh, wait. The girl you like. Girl, <laughs> the girl I like. Natalie Portman stars in this movie. Woman. It's a uh, sci-fi movie, and the trailer does a good job of not giving too much away. Yep. But all you know is that uh, you got the three or four scientists, I think they're all females, going into this... Looks like a painting. Going to what looks going like a, a painting. painting? It All looks right. like a painting. Yeah, it looks like a painting. It's basically an alien invasion, and it's kind of like first contact. It sounds like a rival to a degree. Yawn. But they can make a rival movie. movie oh, like the movie, that, like the movie a rival should have been? No, <laughs> no. They can make a movie like a rival every year, and I go see it every yeah. year. I thought a rival was great. Yeah. But obviously this, I'm in the minority there because... You know, I also thought Contact was good. And a lot of people didn't like that. So. Contact's pretty good. And Arrival got, like, good critical praise. It's just that, I don't know, like, when I was watching the trailer the whole time, I was like, man, they're really not showing you the part where all the cool action happens. And, <laughs> it, no, they, they weren't hiding anything. <laughs> yeah. No cool action ever happened. But uh, speaking of that, I put the book, Annihilation. It's, um, I uh, forget who wrote it, but uh, now it's on hold for me. So whenever the library lets it up, I'm going to read this book. And then I'm going to go watch a movie, and I'm going to be that, that is, much more engrossed in oh, yeah. that, that is the wrong order, man. <laughs> <laughs> Have I not talked about the, like, no, the, the, pro- the right order. proper order is to watch the movie no. and then read the book? Oh, no, no, no. You watch the no. movie. I ain't reading the book after exactly. the movie. Exactly. The, the, um, the, the, the the book fills in all, like you're watching the movie and you love it, right? And then you go back and read the book and it fills in all the gaps. It's like it's like a... I, I get your point, for sure. Caulking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, the Annihilation, the uh, director also did Ex Machina. Yep. Oh. And that's what I was thinking, uh, the Tomb Raider, the link between the movies. Mm-hmm. Ex Machina girl, there Ex Machina go. director. There you go. Yeah, nice. All right, cool. That's all right. Uh, brought it home. Anybody, anybody got anything else? I... Well, if we're about to end the segment, perhaps I did want to give a shout out for something I'm really looking forward to: Blade Runner 2049. Oh yeah! Right. So I actually—I hate to say this as a sci-fi person—I actually have not made it through the original Blade Runner yet. So I'm definitely <laughs> going to do that. I've got it. If you want to borrow it, uh, I need to, man. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm definitely going to watch that beforehand. But they—they um, they have screened it, and critics have given some statements about it. Yeah. Without spoiling the movie, of mm-hmm. course, right? That's the 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 deal, I guess. I just want to hear good, bad. So I'd like to read just a couple of them out to you, right? So let's see here. Blade Runner 2049 is stunning visually. Some truly inspired moments. Not sure of the story 100%. Lower those expectations just a tad, they say. Uh, Masterful sequences deserves best director nod consideration. And no joke, Harrison Ford is fantastic. Best supporting nod for him. Um, Let's see, Blade Runner 2049 was one of the most mind-blowing films I've seen. Is breathtaking and transportive. Dennis Villeneuve has a masterpiece. Um, it's the kind of deep cut genre film we don't see anymore. Visually mind blowing, absolutely fantastic. I think this is Blade Runner is better than the original. It also proves Dennis uh, Villeneuve is the most exciting director working right now. So this director, Dennis Villeneuve, mm-hmm. directed Arrival. Boom. So we're bringing everything back around. Yep. Yeah. And also uh, Prisoners. Which I think you like, Johnny. It's a pretty good movie. Did he do Drive? Nah, it's a different dude. Oh, man. And uh, Sicario, which is actually a pretty good movie, too. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so this guy's got some chops. This guy's on a roll. All right. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's our pop culture segment. Uh, thank you for, for listening to the Junto Show. 
uh please uh rate and subscribe to us on itunes or whatever platform you're listening to this on five stars please. five stars only if you like i said if you think we're a four-star podcast we appreciate you we love you keep it to yourself if you think we're a five-star podcast only yep uh <laughs> also so yeah you can reach out i mean i'm okay with four stars i don't know what you guys are. I, yes you do know about me because okay. i just said explicitly uh, <laughs> <laughs> that it's not cool uh so yeah. yeah and please reach out to me um i'm at finn comics yeah, he's a Finn Comics on all of his social media. Um, academics, aka Dimix. You can learn about how much I am suppressing my talk about racism on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you can find me, and uh, and Bo is uh, an internet ghost. Yes. <laughs> no, he's at show at huntoshow dot com. Yes, you can email the show at show at huntoshow. Yeah, we'd like to hear com. your feedback on the show. What you like, yeah. what you don't like. So, uh, so send it to Bo. <laughs> yep. And uh, soon we'll get uh, Lance an email at Lance at Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. So, yeah. So, thank you very much. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, for, for now, <laughs> signing off. I'm Lance. I'm Johnny. And I'm Bye.